Good morning and welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Joining me in the studio is... Alyssa Young. And good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Happy birthday to your dad. Thanks. How cool is that? Yeah. Yesterday we celebrated dad's birthday. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, apparently really healthy. Yes. Good for him. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Now, does he have longevity in his family, his mom and dad? Or are they still with us? Or um, they... My dad's dad is. He okay. is... 84? Uh, he's young. I think he'll Come be 85 on. in April, if I have that right. Yeah. I think he'll be 85. Just, so, Or maybe he's already 85. Something he, like that. He's young. He's young. <laughs> and he's, he's healthy, too. Yeah. He's only got maybe 15 or 20 years left. <laughs> well, 15 or 20 good years. That's Sicilian blood. Nothing wrong with That's that. That's right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I Sadly, I have none of that, so... Gosh, I hope I make it through the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) Longevity measured in hours (laughs) versus uh, decades. I've got Viking blood in me. So does my husband. Does he really? He's very proud of me. Just like yes, just like you are. Yes, he was really excited when we got the ancestry DNA test back, and he he's Viking. Yeah. Uh, I always knew I was predominantly Welsh. But it came back, and originally it said I was 4% Viking, and then it did a recalc for whatever reason. I didn't ask for that. It said 11% Viking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those Vikings got around. (laughs) They got around. (laughs) Give a Viking a boat, please. (laughs) DNA everywhere. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, Oh, my goodness. So that's fantastic. Congratulations to your dad. Thanks. And and, uh, we wish him, all of us wish him happy birthday. Thank you. I'm sure he's listening. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for him. And how's your mom doing? Great. Yeah. Your mom's a sweetheart. She just had her birthday in September. She's 10 months younger than dad. So. Well, that's cool. He mm-hmm. marries a much younger babe. <laughs> you know, he was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. He's going for the young babe. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Your mom looks so young. Oh, it's amazing. Your mom has yeah. youthful genetics. She just looks young. I'm you guys, lots of times I go, sisters. Yeah. I get it. Wow. She just texted me, Grandpa's 85. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Oh, please, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, f- speaking of fantastic, it's fantastic to be with you this morning. It's a beautiful morning out there. If you don't count the 23 degrees. <laughs> Just was... look out the window and it's beautiful, oh, but it don't, really feel, don't feel what it's like outside. <laughs> yeah, don't even put your hand up near the window. I, I almost hung my laundry outside before I left, and then I thought better of it. So I did correct my thinking, and I, and I refrained from freezing the wet clothes. So I'm proud of myself for. Oh yes, we're all very letting proud of go. You. Of oh, the... we're all so <laughs> proud of a girl who wants to hang her clothes outside in the winter. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm in mom, denial. My mom did that, and you're not in denial. That's in Egypt. You're right here in Nazareth, for God's sakes. But um, bump. We're, he- we're here all week. Tip your waiters. <laughs> <laughs> that's the comedy hour. Uh, that, that's it. Sadly, that was the highlight right there. That's everything downhill. Have a great day, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. No encores. No, please. Oh, jeez. Um, the Doobie Brothers did it well when they did their encore because they left the stage for, let me think, 11 seconds. <laughs> these guys are all in their, in their mid-70s now, mm-hmm. so they're all like going... I have got to get to 
bed. Let's get this over with. Don't drag it out. I'm not going to sit back there and wait for them to stomp their feet. By the way, stomping your feet in the uh, PPL center, I'm not sure it would do any good. Because mm, yeah. they, they put that uh, that rubber flooring over the, I, think, I don't know if it's over the ice or over the actual floor itself. Mm. That's a cool place to see a concert. Mm-hmm. So, um, welcome. If you are a loyal <laughs> listener to More Than Money, none of this surprises you that there's uh, mm-hmm. some... Uh, Repartee here this morning as we start the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Any part of the next couple of hours that you can spend with us, I think will be useful, perhaps even, perhaps maybe even profitable. That will depend, and it will depend largely on you. Most of the shows, most of the financial shows, particularly on radio, uh, particularly our competitors, um, they make two what I believe to be, it's just my own opinion, of course I'm correct, um, two fundamental errors in judgment. Number one, they are unwilling to produce a show that's actually done with a live audience because, in my opinion, correct, of course, um, they're afraid. They're afraid that they're going to get an, a, a question that doesn't make them look good. They're afraid they're going to get a question they can't answer. They're just afraid. Uh, we're not only not afraid, gosh, we've been running the show without a net for Decades. Uh, Funicello. <laughs> she was Sicilian, by the way. Hmm. Annette Funicello. I don't know her. Oh, no. <laughs> it's my own fault. She's that young, folks. She's that young. <clears throat> her dad's way younger than me, so you do the math. Wow. Um, Annette Funicello. Everybody else in the audience is going, oh, my God, she doesn't know who Annette... Yeah, she'll Google on the break. No, she'll Google on the break. <laughs> she was adorable. I guess, I don't think she's passed, did she? Oh, that's a shame. Uh, lovely girl. So um, bottom line for, uh, in, 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 for us is, is we disagree with the first premise that you should um, do your show, put your show in the can. We do not put our shows in the can. If, somebody, if somebody's going to put the show in the can, it's going to have to be you. You're, you're going to have to do that. And number two, they just want to sell you stuff. They have their own agenda. Our agenda hmm, is your agenda. It's your questions. It's our answers. It's pretty simple stuff. And remarkably, I've listened to a fair number of our competitors, and their shows are, what's the right word? Hmm, yawners. <coughs> oh, my word. Just please. Um, Look, how many times in, in a half an hour can you give an 800 number? Well, call now and we'll give you a free. Call now and you can sign. Call. Uh, oh, sorry. Please. All those shows should have an, uh, that, that disclaimer at the beginning. Do mm-hmm. not drive a car. Do not operate heavy <laughs> equipment while listening to the show. Um, we, we just want to serve you. We just want to give you as much information as we can. Speaking of service. Well, first of all, let me do this. 610-720-7900-610-720-7900. You'll talk to the, you'll talk to John Elliott. <laughs> he gave, he fe- gave you a look. Feeling a little less than Mr. Sunshine this morning. So call 610-720-7900. Before you ask your question, tell John a knock-knock joke, something, a dad joke. Give them a little bit of a lift and then have your questions uh, asked and answered. 
Send Alyssa your email, alyssa at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Send me your emails, gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. That all works. We have two uh, opportunities coming up where our audience can join with us and allow us to serve them even more. And Alyssa's going to tell you about it. Yeah, so we're talking about, I guess, two weeks from now. Yeah. On Thursday, December 2nd, we're hosting an event for women. It's a series we're starting called Invest in You. And at 6 o'clock on Thursday, the 2nd, we are having a shoebox packing party. If you've heard of Holiday Hope Chests, it's a program that the Volunteer Center of the Lehigh Valley runs to collect shoeboxes filled with small gifts for underprivileged children in our community. And so they collect these donated shoeboxes from people all around the Lehigh Valley, and we want to contribute to that effort. So you are invited to come to our office that night. We're going to have some sandwiches and salads from the Daily Grind and Bath. Delicious. And bring um, some kind of donation to pack in the shoeboxes, whether they're um, packs of uh, markers or tissues or toothbrushes or, you know, a variety of things kids need and kids would enjoy little toys and things like that. So find um, some item you could bring about 12 of. And if you have an empty shoe box, bring one of those too. Mm. And we'll eat and we'll wrap the boxes and we'll pack them up with our variety of items and we'll play some Christmas music and we will have some wine and dessert. Wine, I heard about wine. I'm going to bake some stuff. (sighs) So we're just going to get together and have fun and do something good. We're going to pack up all these boxes, and then the next day, Megan and I will deliver them to the volunteer center, and they will go to kids in the valley. So to tell us you're coming so I can make sure to have enough Mm. food, just go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. There's a link at the top, like a banner that appears across the top of the page. When you click on that link, the page tells you all about the event. There's a really short and simple RSVP form. And then underneath that, there is a link to a Sign Up Genius page where there are suggestions for donations. And you can just sign up to tell us what you're going to bring for the kids' boxes. So we make sure we have enough stuff and a good variety of stuff. So I would love to see you there. If you have any questions or anything, you can call or email me anytime, and um, I'll explain how it works. But keep an eye out, too, for other Invest in You events. We're going to try to do this quarterly and I have ideas to do things like yoga and Zumba and other... Goat, goat yoga? Yes. <laughs> goat yoga. I'll be there with a video camera. That is so cool. <laughs> By the way, the event, uh, the Invest in You event, we have good news and we have bad news. Which do you want first? Um, the bad news. Actually, it's the same. <laughs> it's good news, bad news. Gene can't be there. Oh, I'm sorry. So... Gene's a little sad, but everybody else has got a big smile on their face. (laughs) Excellent. Did he miss the part about it's for women? No, but I was just hoping. He wanted to crash the party. I wanted to say, hey, I wanted to. I'm sorry. um, Maybe that on that particular day, I gender identify. I mean, it's just that's kind of, isn't that the, isn't that the woke culture gender identify? I couldn't turn you away. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. (laughs) Even just saying that. I got. I had to just a little bit in the back of my throat. Oh, that made me just. Gross. Oh, it's gross. Okay. Oh my gosh. Now we have another event coming up, and I want you to talk about that. But before we do, mm-hmm. two things: six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred, Alyssa at askmtm dot com, Gene at askmtm dot com. In the nine o'clock. Oh, jeez, I'm skipping. In the eight thirty hour, 
segment. <laughs> we we have an interview with a very good friend of ours, mm-hmm. Mike Pompey. He's going to talk about long-term care. Alyssa had a conversation with him this week. She put that uh, in digital format, as we say in the trade. <laughs> How impressive was that? Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to share that with you in the 8.30 segment. And then the 9 o'clock segment, and it may go long because I got questions, you got questions. Um a good friend of uh, mine personally and in the interest of full transparency, a gentleman who's uh, Diane and I have been uh, clients of for many, many, many years, Jim Honichik, um, who owns uh, the Lehigh Agency. Yes. And um, Yats Merkel Agency up in the Poconos uh, and a, um, a worldwide recognized expert. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just announced that. He is now. He is. Because you said it. Hey, you stake the claim. That's Let right. somebody try to disprove it. Um, we'll be coming to talk to us about a topic that, about which I think the average person knows so very little. And by the way, when I say average person, Gene's Mr. Average. Car insurance, homeowner's insurance, liability insurance, insurance. Life insurance, long-term care, we got you covered. Disability insurance, I know that pretty darn well. Everything else? Not a clue, which is why I rely personally on Jim, and he's going to answer tons of questions. If you have questions, by the way, about car insurance, homeowners insurance, liability insurance, whatever, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. We're going to take emails during Jim's segment. We're not going to take calls. we got too many moving parts. It's just too many moving parts. <laughs> but it's one more chance. Well, two more chances. You're going to learn a lot about long-term care insurance long-term care planning, really, mm-hmm. uh, from Mike Pompey in the 8.30 segment, and then starting at 9.07 and 45 seconds, uh, we'll have Jim Hanna check in. Uh, another way for us to serve you in an area that lots of folks spend tons of money, sometimes wisely, sometimes not so much, and almost always ignorantly. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Yeah. yeah I just don't know. So that's another way that we're going to serve. But we've got another big event coming up. Yeah. So two days after our shoebox packing party, we're inviting you back to our office again on Saturday, December 4th. It's the MTM annual drive through Christmas party. Ooh. That morning, Gene and I will be <laughs> broadcasting the radio show live from the More Than Money World Headquarters. Where is the More Than Money World Headquarters? In the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth, Thank of course. Thank you very much, of course. <laughs> so we're on Hanoverville Road in Lower Nazareth Township. We invite you to come by between 8 and 10 a.m. during our show, drive through the parking lot, wave, get some goodies from Santa. Goodies only while supplies last. Last year, we were taking pictures off the wall we were giving out (laughs) freshly wrapped toilet paper rolls we were doing we had no now we're much better prepared this year yes but goodies while they last so if you show up at like 9 57 and we hand you a um, a business card thank you for coming that's (laughs) that's because we run out but but goodies of all kinds oh yeah i've been seeing the little elves in our office packing and labeling and yeah, nice little for for babies. For yes, there's going to be dog treats. Bring your puppies and bring your kids, of course. Mm-hmm. Chanta Claus, mm-hmm. Mrs. Miss, Claus, oh, elves, um, elves multiple. 
Do you think there's going to be a little elf there? Or a little Christmas will, tree? Or? I think there will be a little elf or Christmas tree there. Nice. Um, that's my daughter. Um, the other part of that event that I want to make sure we tell you about is... I know. The magic now dispelled. Everybody will know. Oh. Oops. Okay. I wasn't supposed to. You never saw the movie Elf? Come on, please. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's my daughter's favorite movie. Oh, it's a fantastic yeah. movie. Okay, sorry. Um, we're also supporting the Children's Home of Easton at that event. Mm. So if you are so inclined to donate to those kids who um, rely on that mm. wonderful facility... Um, we will collect our donations during that drive through Christmas party. We're so excited. Uh, so many of you last year, we did all that on the fly. We had never done it that way before. It turned out that it worked out really, really well. Uh, we'll do our radio show from a corner office so that as folks come around the building, they get to beep and honk and wave. And last year, this time, Alyssa was one of the beeper honker wavers. Yes. And now she'll be on the inner sanctum waving back at the beeper honker wavers <laughs> so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i know beeper honker waver kind of sounds like a film you all right anyway um bottom line is that you'll get to uh, to have a, a, just a ton of fun it's easy you don't even have to get dressed up we had people in their pajamas that was kind of fun uh chanta claus does a great job and and the kids love him and and we're so excited because this year we we booked we we made sure that Mrs. Claus had it on her schedule well in advance. Mm. She's well a busy lady. So oh my gosh, she's doing all, well. Like any husband and wife team, the wife does all the real work. Mm-hmm. He gets all the glory. She does all the hard work. But this time she's going to be there. And of course, our elf from last year, everybody loved her, just loved her. So she'll be back. And then we have a junior elf or a Christmas tree. <laughs> Or a reindeer. We don't know. It'll we, be a surprise. It'll be, a, which is, makes it even better. But the generosity of you folks last year, we, we, we were sponsoring the Radiothon for the Children's Home, but we had not thought about connecting that to our event. And yet so many people came through and said, here's money for the kids. Here's money for the kids. So we want to make it um, part of the process. As most of you know, we... Gosh, um, apparently we don't know what we're doing. Oh. I know, it's embarrassing. Um, because uh, all of our, um, particularly uh, radio show and TV competitors are, come, give us your money, hurry, hurry, write me a check. And uh, gosh, invest in you is, uh, it's it's a wonderful event to help kids. Mm-hmm. Um, our drive around Christmas will help the Children's Home of Easton we uh, 9-11, oh, don't get me started, folds of honor. We have been so blessed to help so many people. Apparently, we're forgetting the part where we're supposed to, like, just be a nonstop commercial. <laughs> you know, give us your money, give us your money. Ugh, how wearisome would that be? <laughs> I'm glad that's not the oh. um, the mode we're in. How about it? Yeah. Jeez, what a, what a lifestyle to lead. Speaking of lifestyle, we're... 24 and a half minutes into a show, and I haven't wished anybody happy Thanksgiving yet. Mm. Thanksgiving is just a few days away, which my wife reminded me of last night as we were driving to dinner. Uh, Two Rivers, Easton, excellent. Unpaid commercial announcement. (laughs) You were there a couple nights ago. I was. I went there with my friends before a show at the State Theater. And it was most excellent. It was. Oh, and the show at the State Theater, Waitress. 
Yes. Gene saw it Tuesday night, and I saw it Wednesday night. Because uh, we're never allowed to be in the same room at the same time. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack with that. But bottom line, what a great show. Great place to eat. But on the way over, she went, <gasps> I'm panicking because Thanksgiving's coming and there's a thousand things to do and a hundred million things to do and oh my God. And it just comes so fast. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. It does. Yeah. It must be wearing pickleball shoes. Sneaks right up on you. Asics, definitely. Ah, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I know it's a little bit early. Start early. Start being thankful. Start expressing your gratitude. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Trust me. The world's nuts. It's chaotic. There's so many reasons to look around and go, why even? Uh, I get it. However, it's always been that way. Since the Garden of Eden, <laughs> always been that way. And yet there are wonderful people, people in your own lives that are amazing in their lightness of spirit. Amazing in their compassion and their empathy and their love, just pure love. They're, they're just amazing in their ability to look around and go, I'm just so thankful. I am so grateful. Um, when you work, look out of uh, a 67-story iHeartMedia tower, as we do this morning, at a clear blue sky and uh, not crisp and clear. It's crisp out there, no question, but you can, ah, uh, it's fantastic. And we haven't been snowed on yet. I'm grateful for that. Mm. And we've got, I think, 200 people coming for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm grateful for that. And we have folks coming from all over the place. Uh, I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful for all of you. You are absolutely amazing. The things you do, your ability to uh, kind of absorb all the silliness that we put out. And and yet still um, appreciate us. Speaking of appreciation, would you do this one, please? Yeah. How much time do we have? Two and a half? Good. Go ahead. So um, this is a, an email we received um, in response to Gene's show on PBS. Yes. It airs at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. And this email says, good evening, Gene. I saw your program tonight featuring Randy and Tiffany. I'm huge fans of their winery and everything he does. He has an incredible business. I'm so happy you had the opportunity to spotlight everything that he has to offer. You asked great questions. I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's show. Great job. And signed? This is from Craig Stevens, who is VP of Programming here at iHeartMedia. And he's referring to the show that aired this past Tuesday night about Blue Ridge Winery. Correct. It was an excellent show, and Randy is so energetic dynamic very it was a it was very entertaining to see (laughs) his passion come through and um yes that's a very nice email and uh well deserved gene it was a great interview well it's very kind of craig he took the time right after the show to send that to us and that's very much appreciated craig's been in media for longer than media has been he knew marconi he and marconi were very tight um so for his i value his judgment highly Um, our PBS 39 show, just another opportunity for us to serve. And in this case, share an amazing story of an amazing family. And if you missed it Tuesday night, guess what? Morethanmoneyonline.com. It's already there. 
he said, hopefully, I think Megan's already posted it. It should be there. It should oh, be. Oh, yeah, I watched yeah. it there. Okay, That's where I watched good. it. Ah, Go to see. the TV show archive page. Nice. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. You can click. You could watch the Randy and Tiff interview. But maybe wait until 10 o'clock because we're covering a lot of stuff here. Stick with us. We'll be back after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. This is Alyssa Young, your co-host. We've been um, bantering for the last half hour, but I hope we've given you some good information and some entertainment. We have lots more in store for you this morning, starting with um, some information about long-term care. But before we get into that, I want to give you the phone number to call and our email addresses so that if you have questions, we can address them after this little segment that we have prepared. So if you want to send me an email, my email address is alyssa at askmtm.com. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Or you can email gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. Or give us a call. John will answer the phone and then we will... Take your question and answer it on the air. That phone number is 610-720-7900. So um, get ready for your questions. But first, um, I want to share this with you. November is Long-Term Care Awareness Month. And this year is actually the 20th anniversary of that day or that month, that celebration. Long-Term Care provides health and personal care services at a variety of levels from part-time in-home nurse visits to adult daycare to a nursing home. And the cost of long-term care is one of people's biggest concerns about retirement. Uh, MTM Financial Group partners with Ash Brokerage to educate our clients about ways to plan for and pay for long-term care, and that includes some insurance options. So this past week, I spoke with our partner at Ash Brokerage, his name is Mike Pompey, about current trends and updates related to long-term care. And we recorded our conversation, and we're going to play that for you now. Mike, you just finished a day of appointments at MTM to talk about life insurance and long-term care. Thanks for taking some time now to help our radio listeners understand long-term care insurance. How did COVID influence how people think about long-term care? Well, that, that's a great question. COVID has impacted so much in our lives, um, from, from life insurance, long-term care, just to daily living. But, but really, with, with specifics to long-term care, people really started to understand um, that care could be something they need in their lives. Most people don't like to anticipate that uh, and they don't like to see themselves in that scenario. But as they've seen themselves, their family members, their friends go through this pandemic, uh, it's got them thinking about their own plans and, and it has definitely increased awareness around the long-term care discussion. 
some people rely on family members to care for them when they can't do things themselves. I read an article that said it takes an average of 21 hours per week to care for someone else, which affects the caregiver's ability to work, it can be a financial burden, and it can cause stress that affects their own health. Um, I also saw results of a study done in April that said seven out of 10 people will need long-term care in their lifetime. So how do people decide if they are one of those seven people? Yeah, uh, another great question. So, you know, statistically speaking, people over the age of 65, you know, two thirds of them are gonna have some sort of care event. And, and they need to plan accordingly for that. Now that's not to say that it could be a, a completely debilitating event where they're, they're nursing home uh, full round the clock care. It could be just a few hours a day that someone has to come in and help them. Uh, but then it gets back to your family member question. And, and a lot of people, and we've had discussions with a lot of clients who have said, well, my son or my daughter or my, my niece or my nephew or my neighbor is going to take care of us if we need that. And my question to them always is, have you had that conversation with that individual? Because that is a big responsibility. And not only is it a big responsibility from the care perspective, but like you said, they have to take that time out of their lives, whether it's taking time off work or coming over in the evenings or adjusting their schedules to try and do all the things that would be required to take care of someone in a care event. So if you're thinking about your future needs, when is the best time to purchase long-term care insurance if you're going to start making those plans? And what's the cost associated with waiting to make that decision? Sure, so so there's never a, a bad time to start having that conversation. And, and to be r realistic, uh, I meet with clients all the time and, and the younger clients just don't wanna have that conversation. But where people start to get very interested is when they get nearer to retirement. So I would say north of 50, um, as they start to see, all right, well now I, I can start seeing a retirement plan come through. All right, what are all the pieces of that? And, and planning for a care event could definitely be one of those. Um, so it's definitely something that, that they should start to consider when they are doing the retirement planning. Um, how does, how does age and, and timing impact the cost is, is basically the older they get, the more expensive it is. So the sooner you look into purchasing a policy, if that is part of the plan, uh, it, it definitely behooves you because it's going to be much less expensive than, than what it will be five years, 10 years, even two years out. Um, policies get more expensive every year. So the longer you wait, the definitely more expensive it's going to be. So speaking of expense, you've shown me an interactive map that gives the average costs in each state for different levels of long-term care and even forecasts what they'll be in the future, which is helpful when you talk about retirement planning. In the Allentown area, it says that in-home care ranges from like almost $1,500 a month if you're going to have somebody coming in like 14 hours a week up to $4,500 a month if you have someone in like full time like 44 hours a week and then it has um, assisted living costs at about um, $3,550 a month on average and then nursing home at $13,000 a month so that's a lot um, can you give us a brief overview of the options people can can consider for how to pay these expenses yeah, and, and those things are, those numbers are eye-opening. Um, when I speak with clients, they often ask me, 
well, what's it really cost? And I go through the same numbers you just did. And, and a lot of times there's, there's a, a very long pause because the clients are, wow, like, you know, 10, 12, $13,000 a month for, for care if they need round-the-clock care. And that's in today's dollars. What if, what if we're talking 15 or 20 years out in the line? What are those costs going to look like then? So um, clients, clients really have a, a couple of options there to, to choose from. They can, they can do a private insurance option, which is some of the things we talk about here at MTM. Um, they then do uh, the government option, which is Medicaid, but there's a lot of parameters to get Medicaid funding. You, you know, you basically can't have a whole lot of money in your own name if you want the government to pay for it, and you also lose some control there. And, and you know, the third way is just from their finances. They can just say, I'm going to self-insure. I, I have plenty of finances, and, and I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, we'll just use my own money that I've accumulated over to my lifetime to pay for any type of care event. So those are really the options that clients have. Okay, and you've explained to our clients in our meetings that you, that you have here at the office about the different types of private insurance and different types of policies. I know that you've said in some of those policies, benefits kind of grow over time. Can you explain a little bit about how that works? Sure. So, so the, the main types of long-term care policies out there are, are your traditional long-term care policy, um, which is similar to like your, your uh, homeowners or car insurance. You know, you pay for, for it and if you need it, you use it. If, if not, then that's fine too, but you were covered. And then the link benefit policies, which have a life insurance component to them. Uh, but both of those types of policies have what we call inflation protection. And you can put it on those policies where it makes sense that every year your policy may increase the daily benefit by 3%, 4%, 5%, depending on the type of policy we design and the insurance company we use. And so if you start young enough and, and, and build up that daily benefit by the time you're in your 70s or 80s and potentially could could need this, uh, you could have a real nice nest egg there for long-term care. And it could be much greater than you thought it would be uh, even 10 or 15 years earlier. Okay, nice. So if our listeners can take away one thing from this about long-term care, what do you think is the most important thing for them to know? Have a plan. You know, it's, it's not about purchasing a product or, or anything like that. It's about having a plan and communicating that plan. So often people um, will, will say, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. But then they don't communicate that with their children or, or better yet, their financial advisor who may be needed to implement that plan for them uh, when a care event occurs. Because when, you know, when events happen, they happen instantly. You don't have time to, to build up usually for those. So you really need uh, to, to have that plan, communicate that plan, and update that plan. That plan is not going to be the same when you're 50 than when you're 65. It could be completely different. Um, if the last 18 months didn't show us anything, it showed us that nothing is normal in this world. Anything can happen at any moment. And so um, just always continue to, to, to know that you have a plan, that it's updated, that it's communicated, and it's shared with the people that really need to, to know it. And so that would be my, my main objective with all the clients that we discuss uh, planning for is, is, is make sure the plan is there. Great. Mike, thank you so much for helping the Lehigh Valley better understand this important issue. Thank you. So Mike comes to the MTM office every month to give free consultations. And 
when you talk with him um, about your specific needs and you can ask him any questions about long-term care, he can also audit your life insurance policies. So Mike has a few available appointments on Monday, December 15th and Wednesday, January 19th. And he'll book more dates in months after that um, in the coming weeks. So if you'd like to schedule an appointment with him, you can call our office at 610-746-7007 or send me an email, alyssa at askmtm.com, and we will get you on the calendar to meet with Mike. And um, as you just heard, he knows a lot about this topic. He's a great resource. So if you have questions or concerns or ideas you want to run past him, um, he's a great, great person to talk to. He is indeed, um, and as we often have mentioned about our partners, whether it be Mike Pompey, uh, Mark Basak, uh, goodness, uh, Keith Stroll, and so many others, they're every bit as good human beings as they are professionals. So it is not just that you're going to get great information, you're going to be cared for. Uh, and as you heard Mike say, there's lots of issues around uh, long-term care concerns, but the key is a plan. The key is not necessarily a dollar amount. The, the key is a plan. Uh, if you have a good plan in place, you're way ahead of the game. And if you don't, uh, it's very hard to have peace of mind when you simply don't know what's coming around the corner. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. One of our listeners writes about long-term care. Just received another rate increase from a company that used to be the leader in that arena. I've been able to avoid the past three increases by modifying terms of the policy that included lowering the inflation factor three times to 1.5% from the original 5% compounded rate. This time the options are much more substantive. I either accept a 20% plus increase in premium or one, I reduce my monthly benefit amount by 20%, or two, reduce my monthly benefit by 10% plus pay almost a 10% cost sharing for each and every month I collect benefits. If you do the math, uh, that also comes out to an out-of-pocket of about 20% like the first option. That is no surprise. The insurance companies have run the numbers as well. It's hard to figure out how best to proceed. Plus, I know that in another few years, I'll be getting another cost-cutting or rate increase letter. Yikes. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> as much as this gentleman, uh, I'm certain, feels put upon, almost abused, and certainly uh, alone in this, uh, none, none of those things are true. He is by far not alone. Uh, we have counseled dozens and dozens and dozens of clients and audience members on exactly these kinds of letters. And in the past, yes, uh, the opportunity to take a, uh, a current contract, a current uh, commitment to provide long-term care um, and keep it in place without paying tremendously high premiums by reducing certain pieces of the puzzle, most likely the inflation rate, as this gentleman did, was the reasonable uh, action to take. His concern that now they're cutting benefits and increasing premiums and it won't be the last time is very realistic. It's very realistic. So for traditional long-term care policyholders, 
they have faced two rather distinctly disturbing results. One, Penn Treaty, for example, went out of business. They simply said, we, we would never be able to afford to pay claims, so we're done. And many uh, local, uh, they were based, as I recall, in Allentown, <clears throat> excuse me, many local um, individuals had their coverage and ended up being pinched rather dramatically um, by that bankruptcy. The alternative, this gentleman mentions that this company is highly regarded. Pick a name in the business. Uh, for the longest time, Genworth was the number one in the world. Then John Hancock, number one in the world. Those are the ones that we're seeing the letters from. Uh, Hancock, uh, at one point, a number of years back, raised their premiums 60%. And a typical premium, say, 4000 bucks a year, that means at a time in their mid to late 60s, when a lot of folks are on some form of fixed income, their uh, annual expenses went up 2400 bucks to pay for one person's long-term care. Pretty disturbing. Yeah. Pretty disturbing. Now, are there alternatives? There absolutely are. There absolutely are. We have at least one question in our packet today that's going to talk about long-term care. Actually, we might skip to that. If you sure. would search through there, there's a young lady talking about her husband losing his health, as I recall. Okay. Uh, you'll find it. Um, now, one alternative is that modern long-term care policies can be acquired that do not have annual premiums. They're what's referred to as either hybrid programs, hybrid annuity and long-term care, or hybrid uh, life insurance and long-term care. And they're typically done with deposits, either a single deposit or deposits over a number of years. And the reason they're deposits and not premiums is because they are refundable. <laughs> so in simplistic terms, a number of years back, I worked with one of our most favorite clients. She's a wonderful woman. Um, she deposited $100,000 into a long-term care uh, contract. Her immediate long-term care benefit was about $380,000. Pretty substantial increase. So if she had kept the money in the bank, earning 0, 0.0 squared, um, mm -hmm. you, she would have had nothing other than hundred grand. So if, if she needed care at $10,000 a month, it would have lasted 10 months and she'd be done. By doing the hybrid program, making the deposit, and going to the high 300s, she now has over three years of $10,000 a month and has extended that dramatically. In addition, if she never needs it, if she never uses it, at her passing, that $100,000 goes to her beneficiaries at about $115,000, a little bump. It's life insurance. It goes tax-free. And if in the ultimate she decides she has changed her mind down the road, they will write her a check and give her her $100,000 deposit back. So a lot of folks are saying, wow, hundred grand up front, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Uh, it can also be broken down into deposits over a period of time. So in some cases, a hundred grand could be 20 grand a year for five years. Could be 10,000 a year for 10 years. There are many companies that are offering some very creative programs. So in this particular case, the email that we just read, uh, the bottom line is 
before you make that choice, you might want to sit with Mike Pompey mm-hmm. uh, before you accept another rate increase, knowing that there's more coming. You might want to sit with Mike Pompey and explore your options, see what other uh, opportunities for long-term care planning exist for you, and then make your choice. At least then it'll be fully informed. Before we go to that email, let's go to the phone, 610-720-7900. We talk to Ed. Ed, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, sir. How may we serve you? Um, this is, <laughs> I'm dealing with Fidelity. I'm transferring stock between, between Fidelity accounts. Okay. Uh, now, my biggest hang-up right now at the, at the moment is that Fidelity in and of itself is a uh, medallion verifier. Sure. So that means that I have to, I'm using their forms, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So I can, um, I can send them to Fidelity, and they should do it, because we're talking about um, 318 different sheets of paper, and I don't want to overburden my, my mm-hmm. poor bank. Okay. Would that be correct? Uh, it makes sense to me. I don't mean it makes sense to them. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, you're, you're, you're quite correct. The, the requirements. Uh, now, do you have uh, the, this stock that you're transferring? It's in one account. It's going to another account. It's in my account, and it's going to three separate Fidelity accounts. Uh, when you say your account, where is your account currently held? Fidelity. We're all in Fidelity. Oh. And and yet they're I, requiring I, you to have a medallion. Um, well, I don't know that yet, but they did the last time I did this, which was about um, 10, 15 years ago well, when so, I consolidated all my stocks and brought them into Fidelity. Well, welcome back. I, I, <laughs> welcome uh, back to Fidelity. You no, know, the, the thought just crossed my mind. Why wouldn't they do it if they are a member of that whatever yeah, and and the, the medallion that we're talking about is is in essence a signature guarantee. And right. for uh, everyone listening, you're saying why why doesn't he just go and get a notarization? Sadly, in the world of investment transfers, quite often they will not accept notaries. They will uh, or a notarization of a document. They require a signature medallion. Uh, uh, in essence, and and they are not available by just everyone. Uh, there are right. certain commercial banks, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, bottom line, Ed, is that if you want them, uh, I would certainly make the call first. But if you want them to uh, accept these stocks, you got to kind of play by their rules. Uh, it is um, uh, Alyssa's kind of shaking her head here because we deal predominantly with Schwab, and we've never had a problem no. like this. And like, well, my thought is once they've guaranteed your signature and they have that on record, it, I would be surprised if they require it again, but... I, no, don't be surprised. Yeah, but I shouldn't be no, surprised. Don't be surprised. It, 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 it seems like it shouldn't be required, like but the no. first time it would and not after that, but... No, because you're not... It's not a function of having your signature on record. It's a function of having your signature meta- medallion guaranteed on the transfer document for a specific stock. Mm. And if there are multiple stocks, yeah, it's going to be a ton of paperwork. There's going to be a lot of stocks, let me tell you. God bless Um, you. But the point is this. um, If I make the – I don't care. I can make a rule to them. If you don't do it, I'll go to somebody who will. And they don't want all my money moved, trust me. Well, then (laughs) – Then I I would certainly make that phone call, give them that option, (laughs) and – 
if they give you a hard time, let's see, Monday morning we open around 8.30. <laughs> oh, I know it can be transferred very quickly. I, it, uh, well, I then, have no doubt about that. Schwab will accept your stuff. Yeah, make the phone call. <laughs> circle back to us next week and let us know how you make out. I will. Thank Good you. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. That's great fun. How much time? Uh, we'll save that. Okay. We'll save that email. Shall I go greet our guest? Is he available? He is here. Oh, yeah. Go get, go. Okay. Yeah, go grab. I'll be back. Um, make sure you take. Mm-hmm. Ah, top of the hour news is coming up. Uh, Jim Honichik, uh, uh insurance expert extraordinaire is coming up. John, if you can make sure he has that microphone access, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Alyssa is down bringing our guests to us. So that's fantastic. Uh, and if you've got questions about insurance, particularly car insurance, um, um, goodness, homeowners insurance, liability insurance, uh, those are the kinds of things that Jim has over many, many years, including, um, and again, full transparency, Diana and I have been working with Jim uh, as our insurance um, expert for many, many years. So all of our commercial ventures, all of our business ventures, everything that we've uh, been active in. Um, Jim has been a partner. So when we wanted to bring you good information, we went to somebody that we already knew we could trust. So hopefully you'll get tons of great information in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, top of the hour news, of course, uh, the uh, uh, trial, Rittenhouse trial ended yesterday and the young man was acquitted. And uh, my prayers go out to him. My prayers go out to the victims. Um, but my prayers go out to him at this point. And uh, now an opportunity, at least an opportunity, to rebuild uh, a young man's life. So, top of the hour, get good information. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. Send us your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. I'm giving got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. You have Alyssa Young in the studio. In the house. In the house. I said, you know, you can't just say in the house. That's kind of boring. This is radio. You're right. Theater of the mind. Oh, thanks for correcting that. No problem. And if what it, they said, mind over matter. If you have no mind, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Which is not the segue I normally would have used for my good friend Jim Honacek, but we'll work that through we'll get that through uh welcome to the studio please help us welcome to the studio a gentleman that, again in full transparency has been a friend and a trusted advisor of ours for many many years mr jim honicek good morning sir good morning gene how are you very well very well for folks who are uh, um not yet familiar with you you actually have a couple different businesses a couple different agencies why don't you share with them the companies that you run 
So we do have two agencies, the Lehigh Agency on Shanersville Road in Bethlehem and the Yutz Merkel Agency in Stroudsburg. Um, and soon it's going to be one umbrella. So we are at the end of the year uh, coming out with an announcement um, and it will be rebranded, but it is the same people, the same agents, the same quality service we've been given for years. You, you don't want to make that announcement nope. now? Oh, geez. I thought we were going <laughs> to Just want to let it hang out. It's a uh, teaser. It was. It's a teaser. <laughs> Tune back. We're going to have to get back. Your agencies and the people that work with you are providing services to clients on lots of different levels. When people hear the word insurance, whew, there's, uh, it's, it's almost a, an overwhelming feeling. Give us a, a sense of the predominant types of insurances that you counsel folks on and, and the services that you provide. Well, two main areas are personal lines, and that's for the regular consumer. Okay. That's home, auto, umbrella, toys, RVs, boats, motorcycles, um, fifth wheel trailers, motorhomes. Um, so that's really the personal side of okay. insurance. And then we also do business insurance or commercial insurance. Um, everything from large manufacturers to um, um, medical practices to wholesalers to you name it. Um, we're uh, in that area. Financial advisors. Financial advisors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, daycare yeah, yeah. centers. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Next door? Not comparing the two, but no, uh, but uh, we have many daycare centers. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I see yeah, what you t- did oh, there. Yeah, oh, that, that was nice. Maturity level similar. I don't know. Well, no, he's just referring to the owner of the financial advisory firm. That's all. Ooh. And maybe soon, who knows, if Diane is successful, I may need to be in the daycare center. <laughs> eh, she's got plans. What are you going to do? Um, people are... Um, they go in in one of two directions relative to insurance, particularly on the on the uh, personal lines. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I don't want to have any idea. I'm just going to pick somebody and just go get insurance. Yep. Or I really kind of feel like I need to know some more about this. Am I doing the right things? So did you have a question or two that you wanted to start with that has challenged some of our listeners? Yes. Um, this is an, a question we received from uh, a listener via email, and it's, I think, a good intro because some of these questions are a little more technical. This one's mm-hmm. a little more general. Um, the question is, how do I decide whether to drop comprehensive or collision coverage on my older vehicles? It's, uh, it's a great question. Rule of thumb for years was about 10 years of age of the vehicle. Um, might be a good time to start dropping. People are looking to reduce their cost of insurance. And that had been kind of an industry guideline. But what we really found is it's important to ask the questions of the clients. How important is that vehicle to them? Um, If they drop comprehensive end collision and it's in an accident, do they have the money out of pocket to repair it? Um, If they're without that car for a period of time, how are they going to get around? So it's not a black and white answer anymore. What we try to suggest to folks is if you want to take a look at the value of your car, go on to kellybluebook.com, kbb.com. Um, it'll ask you the VIN, it'll ask you information about it, it'll give you an idea of what the value of it is. Secondly, talk to your agent because maybe it makes more sense to take a higher deductible. If you take a higher deductible and you also select diminishing deductibles, which is very popular, your deductibles drop in $100 a year. So over a period of years, 
maybe a higher deductible is actually going to result in a better approach by using a diminished deductible adder onto the policy. And just so that we're clear, yes. deductible is my out-of-pocket should I have a claim. Absolutely. Um, in complete revelation of how ancient I truly am, I mean, I have 780 years of experience. <laughs> I think the original deductible I had on my first car policy was $50. That's probably true. And now if you have a $50 deductible, you might as well buy a new car with exactly. the insurance premium. So not uncommon to have a $250 or $500 deductible. Is there kind of an upper limit of the deductible that you can have? No, there's a diminishing return, though. So ah. take a look now, taking your $500 deductible to $1,000, yeah. to $1,500. Right. The conversation is, what can you afford out of pocket if there is hmm. that accident? Sure. Um, what will not... Um, break the bank exactly will not break the bank Um, and then let's put some pricing together some premium pricing together sure Um, and then maybe a strategy about that higher deductible Um, so for and we know the client that's asking about when is it time to drop off the collision and comprehensive it it isn't an on-off switch It's a dimmer switch. It is a dimmer switch. So, hey, my car's only worth 5800 bucks, and uh, if it gets crunched, it gets crunched. Do you want to be out of pocket 5800 or do you want to be out of pocket 1000 bucks? Because your premium might drop rather significantly. Right. Does it drop significantly to go from 250 to 1000 for example? 250 to 1000 can be sizable, depending on the vehicle. Sure. Fantastic. <laughs> you can hundreds of dollars. When we were answering that question, because um, in full disclosure, I actually asked Jim to address that question on behalf of our listener early so he could make some decisions. Um, you taught me that a deer hit would be something covered by comprehensive insurance. Right. I might be ignorant, but I had not thought of that. When mm-hmm. I think of comprehensive insurance, I thought of, you know, like a scratch, a dent, like mm-hmm. a, you know, vandalism kind of thing. A tree falls on your car. Didn't occur to me that hitting a deer would be comprehensive insurance issue. Exactly. And and there are strategies with that too. For example, you can have a high deductible for comprehensive, but carve out full glass coverage so that if a stone hits your windshield, there's no deductible wow. and will replace the uh, windshield. So it's not like it was 20 years ago mm. where it was pretty much black and white. The value of sitting with an agent, talking about what your needs are, talking about how best to protect you is going to benefit you in the long run. Gosh, kind of sounds like a financial advisor <laughs> consultation. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I say that very tongue-in-cheek because, it, of course, it does, as it does a medical consultation, as it does a legal consultation. Any qualified professional wants to have that full understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, go through the options, and let you pick what's best for you. Now, picking what's best for us uh, does require a professional that can give us the counsel. options, the counsel. Um, give us just a short list of the kinds of things that comprehensive covers versus, I think everybody knows collision. I drove my car into a, a brick wall. I'm going to need it fixed. That's a collision. Mm-hmm. Comprehensive covers, what kinds of things? So we talked about deer. We talked about glass. Um, fire. Um, doesn't happen a lot, but we've had structure fires where cars inside. Oh, Sure. That's going to be covered That's there. comprehensive. That's comprehensive. Wow, okay. We've had some <laughs> flooding examples over the past few years, heavy rains. Flood mm-hmm. is under comprehensive. So if your car is in an area and it gets flooded, the electrical system is probably ruined oh, or significantly yeah. damaged. That's comprehensive. Vandalism, theft of the vehicle, those are all comprehensive coverages. 
Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. Can I shift gears for a second? Please. Homeowners insurance. Yes. I don't even know where to start. Uh, homeowners insurance has so many different um, uh, options, I guess is the proper word. Where where does a reasonable reasonable person start with evaluating what 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 level of homeowners insurance they should have? Maybe even what companies they should be working with. Well, have a conversation about the financial stability of the company. So, AM Best is a rating service for all insurance companies. Take a look at A or better, because um, then you know they have the tested means to be able to pay their claims going forward. That's important. If I heard you correctly. This AM Best has a, a, a rating A, I think, double A, triple A. Yes. So anything below A, triple B, or lower, why would we even look at them? Yeah. Anything B uh, or lower, um, that's a cautionary tale. Okay. Um, not horrible. Some are out there, and for some products or some exposures, that may be the only thing you can find. But for the general mm -hmm. public, um, A or better is a good, great way to go. And they're going to find a fair number yes, of companies will. to compare. Yes, they will. Very good. Um, on homes, if you take a look at your insurance policy, one of the things to consider, especially right now, is extended or guaranteed replacement costs. Material costs, as we know, are just through the ceiling. So your house is See insured. See how you did that? Cost through the through ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, your house maybe is insured for $250,000, $300,000. If you don't have extended replacement costs or guaranteed replacement costs, that's all it's going to pay. And if there's a loss today, that 300000 may actually be a lot more till they can rebuild the home. So talk to your agent, take a look at your policy. Extended usually increases that value, the 300000 by 25%, or guaranteed, which you have, Gene, yeah. on your home, is whatever it takes to rebuild, so we're going to pay that. If I'm hearing you correctly, um, we'll, we'll talk about an option that does not provide those benefits. Um, I have three hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. My house burns to the ground. I want to rebuild it in today's market with lumber right. through the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, I may not be able to rebuild my house. Potentially, I, I have the the cash in hand, but I don't have enough cash. Right. With the guaranteed guaranteed replacement, replacement cost. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I contract with my contractor and he says, oh, geez, uh, normally 300, but with prices, it's now 400. I'm covered. You're covered. Ah, I'm liking that. Of course, there's a small increase in premium for that. Um, that's in the base cost. So some carriers have a standard offering of guaranteed replacement costs. Wow. One of the carriers we represent, guaranteed replacement costs. Um, and that's really what we offer. They have come out recently with a an extended replacement cost um but i'll tell you that the majority of our customers have guaranteed replacement cost i just checked my policy i have guaranteed replacement cost and i see that i see the company and yes you do <laughs> very nice look at you all prep for that Whew. Well, you figure you got an expert here you might as well find that's out right I, yep i brought it i brought Good. it to reference for our conversation Jim, homeowners insurance for, uh, I've had many, many homes over many, many years. And for the longest time, it was eh, plain vanilla. You always knew they were going to get, you, you'll get your renewal. They'll raise your premium a dollar, two dollars. Eh. And in recent years, we've had a number of clients report being canceled, losing their homeowners insurance, multiple claims, seemingly relatively minor things 
Um, have you run into that in your experience? So in Pennsylvania, um, cancellation has very limited, um, uh, a list of limited conditions that will allow a company to non-renew. Cancellation is almost non-existent. Okay, um, interesting. There are a few things that will um, allow a company to non-renew, and it's typically a hazard, an increase in hazard has been found. Okay. And the homeowner has been approached to correct that, and they haven't corrected Companies have to give a reasonable amount of time to make the repairs. Okay. Um, but if there is a roof that's deteriorated, um, there's the conversation about, hey, that needs to be fixed. It's wintertime. I can't do it till spring. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're looking at maybe April, May. That needs to be repaired or replaced. And if the homeowner doesn't take care of that, the carrier can non-renew. Interesting. And those are state-specific rules? Yes. Yes. As I recall, these yes. were non-Pennsylvania residents that we were talking to. There you so go. that would make that would make perfect sense. Uh, homeowners, again, the coverages are rather fascinating. Yeah. Um, things that are covered that you may not think, and homeowners cover situations you may not think. Uh, if if your car is broken into, that's isn't that a homeowner's claim? Your personal property that's inside the car, the Christmas presents in the parking lot yeah. that you bought. Um, that comes under your homeowner's policy. You didn't know that. I, I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're just a normal consumer right. and you're looking to acquire uh, quality homeowner's coverage, what are some of the things they should be looking for in a, in a quality policy? Um, so um, comprehensive coverage. What I mean by that is there is your structure. And there's your property, your contents inside. Okay, sure. You want to make sure that the policy provides comprehensive perils. In other words, what are we insuring against on the structure as well as the contents? Basically, that says, unless the policy says it's not covered, it's covered. Hmm. Okay. So that's kind of a fundamental look for comprehensive perils on the structure and the contents. We talked about extended or replacement, uh, guaranteed replacement cost. If you're in the valley... Probably want to take a look at sinkhole collapse. We have a lot of sinkholes down here. A lot yes, of we do. Yep. Um, personal liability. You may have liability on there, but is it the personal liability coverage, which is if you go online and you're unhappy with someone, you make a comment online, you may have crossed the line of liability, of libelous or slander. Um, does your policy provide personal liability? Does any policy, uh, does any homeowner's policy provide that? Yes. Wow. Yes. And in today's world, that, of course, shockingly, another thing, I didn't know about this type of insurance. Um, So obviously it's something that from a, um, from a very personal standpoint, people would want to pay attention to. I think people should be careful online to begin with, but beyond that, Ah, if they've made the mistake, you want a policy that's going to be there. Now, speaking of liability, um, in an auto package, there's a certain level of liability coverage. Sure. In a homeowner's package, there's a certain level of liability coverage. Are there typical levels of coverage, or is it more customized than that? It's it's more customized. So the state of Pennsylvania requires on the auto side hmm. to have a minimum limit of for bodily injury if right. you hurt someone because of your driving, fifteen thousand dollars per person, thirty thousand per accident. Yeah, I would 
translation, nothing. Pennsylvania right. is the second lowest state in the country for its minimum liability limits. Uh, there was a Senate bill that just came out of the Banking and Insurance Committee at the end of October to increase those limits to twenty-five fifty, twenty-five thousand per person, fifty thousand. But it's a step in the right direction. Uh, it's, yeah, but talk about modest. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even imagine any kind of injury that that twenty-five thousand would cover. Mm-hmm. So, but but those are the legal minimums. So when we see. Um, the uh, late night TV ads get the minimum coverage for a dollar. Yeah. You're getting basically uh, minimal or yeah. no coverage for a very low number. You're getting what you're paying for. In the state of Pennsylvania, you're getting very little protection. Wow, wow, wow. And if you have any assets, that's what you're using the liability insurance protection for. It's the insurance company's checkbook, if you will. If you're in an accident, they're mm-hmm. going to come in and take care of the liability you created by being at fault in that accident. Does, does, is there a similar kind of minimum liability package on the homeowner side? No, that's all over the place. So we Ooh. recommend to clients uh, on the homeowner side, and it's going to sound like a lot, but a half a million dollars of liability. What people don't understand is if you came in at 100000 the cost difference between the 100000 and the 500000 maybe $40 a year. So talk to your agent by the higher limit of liability. You're protecting yourself. On the auto side, we don't like to see limits below 100000 per person, 300000 per accident. Mm. Um, we recommend 250000 per person, 500000 per accident. And on top of that, we recommend an umbrella. So Talk to our client or our audience about umbrella insurance. So umbrella insurance is a, a, an additional layer of liability that sits on top of both the auto policy and the homeowner's policy. Um, and God forbid you're in an accident or something occurs where you have now a liability, uh, it will all go on top of the half a million of homeowners or on top of the 100000 per person in the accident um, that you're involved in. I've explained, <clears throat> maybe I'm hopefully accurate, that in essence the, the base policy, the car insurance, uh, the auto insurance, the homeowners, acts as a deductible on the umbrella package. They pay first, the umbrella package kicks in on top, which is why I think, um, in my opinion, umbrella policies are really inexpensive. Generally speaking, they are. Uh, for what you're getting, they are inexpensive. In, in, give, give our audience just a rough idea. If I wanted a, a million dollars of extra liability coverage, what, what might that cost me? $200 a year. For wow. a million bucks. For, for a million bucks. Two cars, one house, $200,000 or um, uh, $200 a year uh, is a reasonable estimate. So for folks who are active, folks who have yes. assets, uh, yes. looking at two or three or $4 million of liability coverage is not unthinkable and not unreasonable in terms of pricing. Correct. Fantastic. That's awesome. We've got about three minutes left in this interview. So what question must you ask before... We let Jim escape. What's the difference between full tort and limited tort? <laughs> okay. State of Pennsylvania uh, developed this in the early 1990s, and it gives you the ability to take limited tort, which just means it limits your ability to sue for non-economic loss, pain and suffering. So you're still able to recoup lost wages. You're able to recoup your excess medical expenses, 
but pain and suffering, it removes that. However, the, what you're gaining is up to 40% savings on your auto insurance, okay. specific parts of your auto insurance. Okay. So you pay less, you can sue for less. Correct. <laughs> okay. Right. And serious injury is still taken care of. You can still sue for a serious injury. Okay. Um, do we have time to also answer about stacked? Should my uninsured motorist coverage be stacked? And what does that mean? Briefly, it means it's multiplying the uninsured, underinsured motors. I'm in an accident with someone who's at fault. They don't have any insurance, they're uninsured. Or they don't have enough insurance, they're underinsured. Okay. I now have to go back to my own policy. The stacking provision says it's going to multiply your coverage times the number of cars in the household. Let me tell you that right now, uh. Senate bill coming out in late October is trying to remove stacking. It's a real complication and it's a real mess. So I think generally the industry would like to see stacking go away. Fantastic. Um, My apologies. Time being brief. We haven't talked at all about the business owners out there and about the challenges they have. Um, Is that a consultation that your team would provide to someone? Is there a cost for that initial consultation to try to figure out what what do I have? What should I have and bridge the gap? How does that work with you? It's all back to communication and conversation. We love sitting down with business owners, learning about their business, talking to them about the risks we see, Hmm. making sure they're properly covered for it. And there are risks that we see, and then there are other risks that are very, very real. How about cyber insurance? Is, is cyber security issues, is that something you guys get involved in? Just came back from a conference in Florida two weeks ago, and cyber is um, really exploding right now. As you see the number of um, uh, malware attacks and ransomware attacks. Unbelievable. That's really changing the cyber um, market. Wow. Um, it's in a state of flux right now. Um, that is, I don't care if someone says, well, you know what? I only have paper files. You have computers and, mm. and, a, and a hack could shut your operations down. And something that, uh, someone on your team might be able to help. Absolutely. We're Fantastic. I want to thank Jim Honacek, uh, Lehigh agency, uh, Yutz Merkel insurance, an announcement soon coming. Exactly. That, that'll be exciting. Hopefully you'll let us know. I will. And thank you. It's been great spending a morning with a Viking. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not Grand Tarkington, but uh, it's no, nice spending a morning with him. Although he and I look a lot alike, and uh, we're, we're both 780 years old. So thank you so much. Thanks, Thank you, Jim. Appreciate Thanks, Alyssa. Um, I think we scratched the surface. Yes. Uh, future shows are in our – and uh, we'll drag your son on one of these days. That would be great. And, and, and grill him. That will be a great fun. We're coming to our last break of the show, which means that we've got 24 and a half minutes left for you to have your questions asked and answered easiest way to do that is 610-720-7900 610-720-7900 talk to mr sunshine mr john elliott then you have your questions asked and answered or send Alyssa an email Alyssa a-l-y-s-s-a at askmtm.com Alyssa at askmtm.com or gene g-e-n-e at askmtm.com and of course you can go to our website morethanmoneyonline.com I'm looking right at the break time, and John's not playing the music. It's because you don't have your headphones on. Ah. (laughs) Back after this on More Than Money.
Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. We're happy to take your calls at 610-720-7900 or your emails at Alyssa at AskMTM.com or Gene at AskMTM.com. We want to thank Jim Hanacek. He knows so much stuff. We barely got into it. Oh, (laughs) no. There's just so much more to talk about. Um, and, and on the commercial side, it's insane. It is insane. Um, uh, before Jim left, he mentioned that um, he and Diane and I will sit down shortly and go over our particular our business policies and with our various business ventures that we have going, knowing that you've got someone that, that understands the moving parts and how they mesh. When I found out that umbrella liability coverage was so inexpensive, I about lost my mind. But when you think about um, um, how it interacts with your homeowners and your car insurance, where they basically pay the first several hundred thousand dollars, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like a large deductible. And uh, goodness, in this crazy world, who in the world could live with a $15,000 in case you get sued because you've hurt somebody. $15,000 doesn't cover the first two days in the ER. Yeah, I I didn't realize that that was the minimum and that it was so low. Um, it's shocking. Shocking indeed. Yeah. Um, if you were not with us as we opened the show, we gave you an invitation to join us for two events. Did you want to quickly recap those events? Where, where did sure. you? Sure. I you... know it. I, it's here, but I, I know okay. it. So um, December Second is a Thursday night. That's our first Invest in You event for women when we are packing shoeboxes for holiday hope chests and having dinner and dessert and wine. If you would like to come to that, I just ask that you RSVP so I can order enough food. Um, all the details are on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Click on the link at the top. You can RSVP and sign up to bring a donation to put into those shoe boxes for underprivileged kids in the Lehigh Valley. And then two days after that, Saturday, December 4th, we'll have our, we will have our drive-through Christmas party at the More Than Money World headquarters between in the Holy Lands oh. between Bethlehem and Nazareth. So during the radio show that Saturday morning, uh, we'll be in the office and you can drive around and wave and get goodies from Santa and Mrs. Claus and an elf and a Christmas tree. And it'll be a fun time. So those two things are happening um, the first week of December. AccuWeather promises us that the weather will be perfect that day. Or maybe like just some snow flurries in the air, like a snow globe. Just a hint, just a hint. They've guaranteed us. That's nice. How did you pull that off? Uh, It's you know, you got to have connections. Dr. Joe Sobel. I've known Joe for years. We're, we're, we're all good. Um, very good. We've covered a lot of ground this morning. By the way, you have some excitement tomorrow. If you want to call it that. <laughs> I, I absolutely would call it that. But tell everybody what you're doing tomorrow morning. I'm running a marathon tomorrow morning. Um, I'm running the Philadelphia Marathon. It'll be my fourth marathon my third official marathon. Oh, you did one on your own. Last year, I ran uh, a marathon by myself. I was there. And Jean was there at the finish line with paper towel roll. 
to run through Diane, as a finish line. Diane and I had to. <laughs> she needs a finish line. She needs to break the tape. What do we have? I won that marathon. I, I have a roll of paper towels. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yes, you came in first. I did. And oh, by the way, last as well. Oh, so shoot. That was so sad. <laughs> Good news, bad news, same result. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm actually super nervous. Um, it's my first race in two years because of COVID, so I haven't been to a race in two years. And uh, running a full marathon is um, a lot of work, so I've you know spent a lot of time preparing for this, and um, I just don't want to be disappointed if I don't meet my goal. So I'm pretty. Um, I'm just pretty nervous. But well, that's one of the reasons I mentioned it. What time does the race start? 7 a.m. And the reason I ask is because our audience um, is filled with remarkable people <laughs> and caring and kind and compassionate and prayerful people. So we're asking everybody out there tomorrow as you're getting ready for church, think about Alyssa, <laughs> a little bit of a prayer. Um, she, I'm guessing, let's see, 26 miles. An hour and a half or so. So between seven and eight thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. No. I, It'll take me. Um, I'm hoping it will take me less than four hours. So between seven and eleven, if you'll just keep her in your prayers, keep her safe, keep her well hydrated and oxygenated, and all those <laughs> other good things that marathoners need to do. Um, Diane recently ran her half marathon and was very, very pleased. She was up in Scranton and, and, uh, outperformed her expectations. Yes. She and, did great. Uh, we were very, very proud of her. And, and what we want, um, most of all is for Alyssa simply to return from Philadelphia in one piece <laughs> and be safe and sound and enjoy the experience. Thank so, you. So we'll keep you in our prayers. Thanks. I appreciate that. Ah. I'll report back next week. Yes. (laughs) Um, 610-720-7900 is the number that Sheldon has called. Sheldon, good morning. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Very well, sir. How may we serve you? Uh, Found in my safe box a couple of e-savings bonds. Sure. I'm sorry. sorry. No, go right ahead. Uh. Now, can you tell me a little bit? Uh, uh, um, it's still uh, a, a good thing to have. Um, they can be. They're very safe. They're very secure. If you've had them for a while, make sure that they're not older than 30 years old. Uh, once the EE bonds reach maturity at, at 30 years, they stop paying interest. So if they're uh, older varieties, older issues, you may want to choose to cash those in. Of course, when you cash in uh, bonds like EE bonds, the accumulated interest is taxable income. So you might want to take a look at that depending on the amount of the bond. It could be uh, an impact on your taxes or not if you've only found a couple and they're relatively smaller bonds and it should be a pretty simple thing to do. But check the... um, the maturity date, check the issue date. If it was longer than 30 years ago, it's time to likely cash those in. Uh, 20, 25 years old. So you still got five more years. You don't have to do a thing. Uh, hang on to them and uh, call us in five years. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Gene. So thanks, Sheldon. You too. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Ah, uh, goodness. Your dad's birthday. That would be, that's, and close to Thanksgiving, so that's, mm-hmm. that's a thing that your whole family is very thankful of for. Of course, yes. Fantastic. 610-720-7900. Um, you're sending me emails. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we are literally 18 inches apart and we're sending me uh, I wanted you to look at that. And we have, I know we have a lot, a stack of um, emails here that we haven't gotten I'll to. I'll take a look at that okay. at a later date. Okay. Let's start, let's start with this sure. one. It's a young man and, and, uh, it's nice that we have some younger younger audience members. Yeah. Okay, so this says, I've known my best friend since we met in the first grade. We're now 29. He got married two years ago, and his wife just had a baby girl. He called me and asked me to be the executor of his will. I guess we really are growing up. <laughs> <laughs> he said he trusted me to do the right thing if the time should come. Of course, I said yes. But to be honest... I'm freaked out. <laughs> I don't know what an executor does and if I could really do it. What can you tell me to calm me down? Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that nobody knows how to be an executor. The odds are in your lifetime, you're not going to be. And so the odds that you will be are way under 1%. And the folks who are, uh, typically, it comes a little later in their life than, how old is this young man? 29. 29. Uh, and hopefully, oh my gosh, hopefully, um, this doesn't happen for 70 or 80 years. So you don't, you got plenty of time to, to uh, not freak out. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you, you'll be just fine. No one, uh, very few, attorneys, of course, but they're not really human. So we, we don't count them. So it, very, very, very few people have a good sense of what being an executor uh, is truly about. So deep breath. Um, if, if you're asthmatic, have your inhaler close at hand and, and just, just uh, realize a, a couple things. Number one, um, it's unlikely that you will be called upon for a lifetime. Number two, you don't have to do it alone. Uh, putting together a, uh, a team, uh, whether that be financial advisors, tax advisors, attorneys, is uh, not just suggested for settling most estates. In, in my opinion, it's mandatory. You may not need all three of those, but you may very well need at least one. At the bare, bare minimum, you, you need a tax professional because settling an estate will require some inheritance tax questions to be answered, some inheritance tax forms to be filed, final income tax returns, etc. So having a tax professional is the bare minimum. Now, you notice I didn't say having an attorney is the bare minimum. It, depending on the estate, an attorney may or may not be necessary, but a tax professional absolutely will be. I can't imagine a scenario where I am named as the executor where I would not engage an attorney. I just can't even imagine it. I, I've been doing this for 780 years. I know a lot. I can't imagine being the executor of anyone's estate, um, certainly anyone I care about. Uh, 
<laughs> and and who else would I be the executor for? That I would not in, I would not engage a, an attorney. I absolutely would. So in my world, having an attorney, uh, a tax professional, and likely a financial advisor uh, is is um, is the bare minimum. So don't be freaked out. You're going to have three um, folks of your choosing. Uh, so people you trust, people you know, that will guide you. And, and, and you'll be just fine. Some of the basics, uh, you're going to need death certificates. And, and a death certificate, uh, it's as grim as it sounds, um, is a, an official document that certifies that this person is deceased. And you would say, isn't it fairly obvious? No, it's not obvious at all. If you've got a life insurance policy written by Minnesota Mutual in Minneapolis, they're not picking up the obit out of uh, Bethlehem. Uh, so no, it's not obvious. So uh, death certificates, you might only need a handful. You might need many. Typically they're issued by the funeral home, um, but that's, that's uh, uh, pretty, pretty easily accommodated. Um, having um, the will, uh, if you are the executor and, and you're not working directly with an attorney, you need to file it at the courthouse. Pretty straightforward thing. Uh, register of wills and deeds, that kind of thing. Um, making sure that uh, you you are accounting for everything. An executor is not a um, judge and jury. An executor is a hired hand. An executor is the administrative assistant. The will will tell you what you need to do. Your job is to do it. And keeping an accounting will keep you clean and simple. Uh, one of the best tools, best tools of um, a state uh, administration is an estate account. It's a simple bank account that is for the estate in the name of the estate. All the assets go into the account. All the bills are paid out of the account. You've got absolute paper trail records of everything that you do. It's a beautiful, beautiful idea. Uh, and again, simple, easy things to do. Um, that you will uh, take care of. You, you got to know uh, in the estate what, what the estate owned. You got to know what they owed. You got to make sure that the, 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 the assets, whatever they are, are, are well taken care of. Uh, we had an email. I can't remember if we did it on radio or TV a couple of weeks ago where there was the daughter is the 20% recipient of her father's estate and a large part of it is a home that the executor has, in essence, abandoned. Mm. Yeah, she can sue him. You are a fiduciary. You have a legal obligation to take care of these things. So maintaining the property. One of the first things I recommend to everybody, particularly when there are multiple family members, if you know what I mean, <laughs> multiple family members, change all the locks. I mean, seriously and quickly change all the locks. It is absolutely um, stereotypical, sadly, uh, that um, someone passes away and, huh, things disappear. Somebody, hey, you know, here's a key to the house just in case. Well, once the just in case is final, then as the executor, you've got to make sure that everything is lock, stock, and barrel. Um, bottom line is that you'll get through it. Bottom line is the distribution is kind of the end. Everybody thinks, hey, giving out the money is the fun part. 
And it is the fun part, but it takes a fair amount of work to get there. And then uh, my recommendation is um, uh, black cherry margarita. <laughs> At the end. At the to end. To celebrate. Or two, maybe. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> That's, um, a, that's another free advertisement for Two Rivers Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, now, interestingly enough, this young man is freaking out at being the executor. Uh, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what, which of the following three jobs in the estate of uh, a, a 29-year-old who just had their first baby um, would be the most <laughs> challenging and or difficult executor? Mm-hmm. Trustee, mm-hmm. guardian. <laughs> guardian. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. So uh, his friend, he's known him since first grade, so his friend knows him really well. He's not going to trust him with a baby because in, in their will, they're going to have somebody named as the guardian of their daughter that if they both croak that somebody's got to raise that baby. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask him. Count your lucky stars. Oh, oh executor's the job you got. Exactly. <laughs> um, trustees, a ton of responsibility, and it goes on perhaps for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Guardianship, at least 18 or 20, maybe longer. And, of course, if, if it's a baby, then it's lifetime because you're not legally the guardian, but you love them. Right. So, yeah, executor is like, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months. Easy peasy. And you're done and you have a you know, black cherry margarita. Um, if you're the guardian, you're going to have black cherry margaritas every night. That's right. Particularly when she turns about 16. She has a little dust up with her boyfriend. You're like, okay, honey, I can handle this. By the way, good night. Okay, got to go. No, 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 no. Sleep. Get some sleep because you got school tomorrow. Okay, where is the tequila? <laughs> Where is the tequila? Now, I say that in and because I, I have literally no idea what I'm talking about. I have three daughters. They never did that to me. Aw. They have been just... Angels. Um, they've had their moments, but their moments have been so f- few and far between, and their moments have been so um, human, and because they're so close to their mom... Um, open mm-hmm. and lots of communication. And even when the communication caused their dad to go, okay, this is breaking my heart. It still was open and it was still, we were still there. So rare and it was wonderful. It's a blessing. Well, and uh, I don't have any grandchildren yet, but I have uh, an honorary granddaughter. I think I do. I think I do. I think your dad needs to learn to share, <laughs> uh, and, and and your father-in-law you need, mm-hmm. needs to learn to share. Um, what is it like a pseudo grandfather? I mean, what, there's got to be some a name for it. Yeah, there's got to be like uh, something something offensive. I'm sure because <laughs> I mean it's it's. Let not, me I'm, look into that. I thank you. I'm yeah. not I'm not, okay. I'm not real. That's that's for sure. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. I'm looking at what four or five five. Do we have a short one? You know what? Do this one. This one. This one's kind of fun. Yeah, cool. Okay. This is an email that says, my dad has been investing in stocks on his own for many years. I've been working with my advisor for many years as well. My advisor has already warned me that our investments are going to show some very serious gains this year. I don't have any losses to offset those gains. My dad has two stocks that dropped right after he bought them and never came back. 
He always said he would sell them when they got back to what he paid. He is still waiting. If he would sell them, he would show a loss of about $22,000, which wouldn't help him on his taxes at all. I was wondering, can he give me those stocks? I would then sell them and take the loss against my gains this year. Does this sound doable to you? I think it's fascinating. I, I find, I, I, when, when I read this, I went, this is fascinating. Typically what, what we get is the reverse of this. Mm-hmm. Dad has something that's got a big gain and doesn't want to pay the tax, so he gifts it to son, daughter, grandson, granddaughter, because they're in a lower tax bracket, and they sell it, and they pay very little tax. This is the inverse of that, where dad gives a loser to his son to sell. I think it is doable. I think, and the key is, um, typically it's a pain in the butt, when I make a gift, I'm also giving my cost basis. Right. Uh, Usually that's a problem. Right. Because they got to pay tax. This is an opportunity. Yeah. 22,000 of a loss offsetting gains. And by the way, when he says they are expecting large gains, it's been quite a year. It's been quite a two years. So if you're invested in exchange traded funds, if you're invested in mutual funds, if you're invested in the market and you've made some, uh, some trades this year, it's very likely you're going to show a big taxable event. So bottom line is I get it. I understand exactly where he's coming from. And, uh, I think it is doable, and I think it's rather creative. I've not seen it in my 780 years. Hmm. Good so idea. It is a good Who idea. Who knows to you? If, you uh, if you're in a similar circumstance or perhaps you know of uh, a family member that's got those kind of, uh, that, that didn't work out very well. By the way, his dad's attitude of I'll sell it when it, when it gets back to what I paid. Oh, I've heard that 10,000 times. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, this one, you're down 80%. Yeah, I, I, as soon as it gets back to what I paid, I'm going to sell it. it kind of like Bethlehem Steel stock. <laughs> I paid 50 Ouch. bucks a share. As soon as it gets back to 50, I'm going to sell it. Okay, you, you do know it declared bankruptcy like 20 years ago. Oh, companies can do that? You mean some company stock prices don't go back up? The word duh is in there someplace. My apologies. My apologies. We just have a couple minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Alyssa's got to get out, and she's probably going to run 18 or 20 miles today, getting ready to run 26 tomorrow. (laughs) And indeed, we hope, we pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, that you share it with people that you really care about, that you raise a glass filled with whatever you uh, wish. in celebration and in gratitude for the amazing gifts that you've been given. Uh, We would ask that you allow us to give you two more gifts Uh, on December 2nd. Allow us to give you the gift of service, the gift of opportunity to make a difference in children's lives, children's that small things can touch them tremendously. Come and join Invest in You. Come and join Alyssa and Megan and our entire crew Um, uh, women only, this whole gender identification, give that crap up. So bottom line, for the women of the Lehigh Valley and beyond, and beyond, wherever, if you can hear us and you can make it, we want you to be there. Go go to our website, morethemoneyonline.com and sign up. And December 4th, Christmas celebration. Uh, Other folks do holiday celebrations. We do Christmas celebration. We want you to share Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and elves and Christmas trees 
and goodies and fur babies and children. It's going to be great fun. It's going to be great fun. It's our gift to you. You are such a treasure. And we love you also very, very much. So happy Thanksgiving indeed. If uh, we can be of service to you, morethanmoneyonline.com or give us a call, 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy See you Thanksgiving. next week. Bye.